This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 403. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 403. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Happy first Monday of 2020. Holy cow. I'm super, super excited to be here kicking off a new year with you. And I also would want to just take a minute and reflect back and thank you, thank you, thank you for everything you brought to my life in 2019 because it wasn't small. 2019 was not a small year. It was a big year. And for me, so much of the growth of this show and the opportunities that come about for me out of the show and the opportunities that I'm able to create for you all out of the show come from the commitment that you have to the show and the level of engagement you have with the content, with the community, with me, like all the things. So I just want to thank you for the impact you've had on my life, for every single comment you've left on social media, any DMs that you've sent me, every email that you sent, every iTunes review that you've written, all those things matter so, so much. And I know I said some of this recently when we celebrated our 400th episode on Christmas Day, by the way, but I just want to reiterate it again that this show and this community exists because of you. I just get to show up and like be this vessel that kind of, you know, binds it all together, but it's really you all. And I couldn't do it without you. And I learn so much from you all every year. I was actually just sitting in my kitchen warming up some coffee and I was scrolling through Facebook. So I'm recording this on New Year's Eve 
And I was scrolling through Facebook and there's all these people who are posting different things about their year and the highlights, some of the lows. And I was like just tears in my eyes because many of the posts that I was seeing were from people in our community, people that I'm Facebook friends with so many of you. Like if you can find me on Facebook, I'm at Sarah Sutherland Dean, friend me. I would love to be friends with you. And so I'm seeing all these posts and I'm recognizing like, holy cow, I am touched by some resilient mothers, like some resilient AF women. And I was reading through multiple people just who have like posted lists of all the things they had accomplished and achieved in the last year or even in the last decade in some cases. And I was just blown away, just blown away by all the things that you have worked through and built up and created and endured. And it really, really touched my heart. And here's the thing. It really helped me see what's possible. And I need that just as much as you do sometimes. And I know over the holidays, I get very anxious over the holidays being out of my routine for two weeks is really stressful. (laughs) And I always really look forward to being out of my routine. And then after like five to seven days of it, I get really, really anxious. And I actually had a really hard day earlier or kind of midway through the break. We had gotten back from Arizona. We were in Arizona for about a week with a little less than a week with family. And we got back from that. And I had this really, really hard day where I just was extremely anxious. Like it was somewhat crippling. It was probably one of the harder days that I've had with anxiety in a really, really long time. And I was seeing a lot of what other people were posting in terms of achievement for the years. And it really lit me up and it lifted me up and it helped me kind of get over what was going on in my head, push through it, reframe things. And so I just want to give you that little example of the impact that you have on me because it's not small. And I think that it's really important that we acknowledge that all the way around. I get so many compliments from all of you about the how the show impacts you, but I want you to know that it does work both ways and that what I'm having a hard day that you all light me up and lift me up in so many different ways. So I appreciate you so, so much. With all that said, I want to talk about our Shameless Mom of the Week. So I am currently right now in Apple Podcasts and iTunes and looking at reviews for the show. I haven't been here in a couple of weeks looking them up. I just see we just surpassed 700 reviews. This matters. So I just have to thank all of you who've left reviews. It matters in a big way. Reviews are basically the ratings for the show. So when you leave a review for the show, even if it's just a sentence or two to let me know how the show impacted you, it does impact my ratings, which impacts the visibility in terms of how people find the show. iTunes is a fickle little beast, let me tell you. It is maddening to me at times. And so when my show is more highly ranked and rated, then it's more searchable when people are looking up podcasts on motherhood. So I just totally, totally appreciate any of you who've left a review recently or ever. And if you haven't, please do that. It does matter. So you can do that anytime. You can go to shamelessmom.com slash review, and that'll drop you right into my Apple Podcasts account where you can leave a quick review. So I want to nominate Olier Than Thou, who left a review saying, shamelessly, not about kids. So she said, I love the Shameless Mom Academy. I've been listening for a year now, and it has gone from an occasional listen to being the reason I put on my headphones and go for a run. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I throw myself into that role. I volunteer at my kids' school. I garden and cook things from scratch. I read the parenting books and take the parenting classes. I read through parenting group posts to figure out what places have the best gymnastics studios, swim lessons, music classes, summer camps. I'm mom hard. 
But what I haven't been doing for the almost five years I've been a parent is putting myself before the kids. We've all heard that saying, put your oxygen mask on first. But until I started listening to the SMA, I don't think I really knew how to do that. Sarah Dean has created a great resource for moms that is shamelessly not about kids. It's actually about being a strong, independent person for ourselves and for the people who depend on us. So thank you, Olier Than Thou. I love this review. And oh my gosh, I think it's so relatable that we invest so much in giving to others and creating the best experiences and the best opportunities and opportunities for growth for our kids. Right. And we do all this research about like, I know for me, when you mentioned swimming lessons, I was like, yes. I mean like hours of research into swimming lessons and then hours. And I've probably spent thousands of dollars at this point on swimming lessons for Vinny. And we do that for our kids. And then for ourselves, we're like, I'll take care of me later. Never mind. I'm fine. So I really appreciate you pointing out that you have learned through listening to the show that you do need to put yourself a little higher up on the priority list and you do need to focus on yourselves and create some space for yourself. So keep throwing in those headphones, going for a run and listening to the SMA in the new year. I will be here for you in your ear every single week, twice a week. And for the rest of you listening, I hope that if this resonates with you, you're like, yes, I get it. I need that reminder. And I'm going to hold that close to my heart as we enter a new year. So what I want to talk about today, I want to talk about words for the year. And I'm really curious if this is something you do or not. So feel free to chime in on social media. I always post the episodes on our Facebook page and our Instagram page at the Shameless Mom Academy. And I want to know if you pick words for the year or if you don't. I, for a long time, felt like this was super cheesy. So years ago, I would see people picking words for the year like, I don't know, grace, patience, love, compassion, whatever, like all sorts of strength, empower, just all these different words. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I just felt like it was too woo woo, too cheesy, like not for me. And then a few years ago, I was listening to a podcast and someone talked about picking the words space and grace for the year. And that really resonated with me and it resonated with where I was at at that time in my life. This is when the gym was for sale. It was not public knowledge that the gym was for sale. And it was a very mentally overwhelming time in my life. I had like basically two full-time jobs managing this gym that I was also trying to sell, trying to build up the podcast to ensure that I had a new thing to grow once I sold the gym. And I remember hearing someone else talk about embracing the words space and grace for the new year. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need that. I need that really bad. (laughs) And so for that year, I used that. I was like, that's going to be like my mantra. And I talked about it a lot on the show at the time. I don't know if I really framed it around being my words for the year, but I did refer to that, that I was really focusing on space and grace. And I know many of you, I got feedback at the time that many of you also felt that that resonated and you were using it as well. So that's kind of where it started for me. And how this was impactful was that I was able to, as things got hectic and chaotic, I was able to come back to the idea that I need to find space and grace in hard moments and stressful moments and chaotic moments and overwhelming moments. And that really, really helped me. And it helped me maintain this level of conscientiousness around managing stress and anxiety that really helped me when things felt really hard. And so I appreciated that. And I leaned on it a lot that year. And so then after that, I decided I needed to like have a word of the year. I was like all in on this concept that I had previously thought was super cheesy. So then after that, my next year, my word was ease, which is a struggle for me. It's still a struggle. So I only had one word that second year, ease. I don't feel like I totally mastered it. And this is the thing when you pick a word for the year, you don't have to master it. 
But just having conscientiousness around it did help me and it helped me recognize how often I make things harder for myself than necessary or how much I stress out about things that don't matter that much and how much energy sometimes I put into things that really aren't that big of a deal. Like I do really let my mind get in the way of things and it can make things harder than they need to be. It can make things exhausting and it can take the joy. It can suck the joy right out of things. When I get stuck in my own head, make something bigger than it really is, make something more significant than it really is. And so for me, that idea around ease was a lot of reframing things and reminding myself like, you are going to be fine. You are always fine. You like chill out and say yes to the right things, say no to the right things. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Don't feel like you need to over deliver and overdo everything. Don't feel like you need to go all in at 110% on everything. It's okay to do B minus work, like really talking myself through that. And that did help a lot. I will say ease is still not a strong suit for me at all, but it was helpful for me to have that as a focus for the year. So that was in 2018. My word was ease. In 2019, I picked three words. And from now on, I mean, for the foreseeable future, I'm going to pick three words. And this is very intentional. And it's because of something that we do in my plan and prep pajama party. So if you're coming to the plan and prep pajama party on January 12th, you're going to get to do a deep dive with me on all of this. I'm picking words for the year. We're going to do an activity, an exercise called feelings future casting, which is super, super helpful. And it actually involves picking three words and kind of laying them out and seeing how they overlap and then writing some goals around those words and some intentions around those words. So I did this last year for the first time 
for the 2019 plan and prep pajama party. And I really, really liked it. And I actually kept it on my desk the entire year. So those of you coming to the plan and prep pajama party are going to get a handout or PDF for this, where you're going to get to fill this out. And for me, it created a really great visual and it created something. I really didn't look at it a ton throughout the year. There was like some bold bullets that I did refer to regularly, but I didn't look at the details of this worksheet throughout the year so much, but I have looked back at it now in hindsight and I'm like, holy cow, I picked three words and then I picked intentions to go around those words and I accomplished a lot of those things. And the things I didn't accomplish, I'm like, oh, I can see where those fit into the upcoming year. Like I'm, I've paved the way for those next pieces to fall into place. So that feels really, really good. So part of this exercise specifically is to have three words. And so last year I picked three words for 2019, courage, growth, and expansion. And I'll talk a little bit more about those specifically as we talk about how to pick words and why to pick words and what those meant to me. But those were really impactful words to me. And I picked those words because 2019 was the first year that I was The gym had been sold and I was all in on the podcast and I was going to have a whole year to be all in on the podcast for the first time and be really like all the way in. I don't have one foot in the door in the gym anymore. I could be all the way in with all of you, which felt very exciting and liberating. And I knew it was going to be a big time for growth and expansion. I knew I had some really big goals around building this business and building this community to accommodate you all in new and powerful ways and to be really like have bigger impact and more massive impact. And so I knew that involved growing a team. I knew that involved being courageous in different ways and doing things that make me really uncomfortable. So those are my words for 2019, courage, growth, and expansion. And this was really, really helpful for me again. So now I'm looking at my words for 2020 and I'll tell you it's New Year's Eve. I don't have those words yet. And so I'm going to walk you through now why you should pick words for the year and how to pick words for the year. And I think this will be really, really helpful for you. So if you've never done this before and you're like, I think this sounds super cheesy, bear with me because I think you might see the power behind it. And if you've done this before and you need some guidance for this year, this is definitely going to help you out a little bit. And if you're coming to the Plan and Prep Pajama Party, this is like pre-work for you. So this is like the beginning of what we're going to do at the Plan and Prep Pajama Party. If you are not signed up for the Plan and Prep Pajama Party, just know that it is a virtual workshop on January 12th. If you're listening, you're invited. So <laughs> this is not an exclusive thing. Like you are all invited and we do have a few spots left. It's a virtual workshop. So you'll be attending virtually. I'm going to send out a Zoom link, which is basically like a video workshop link where you'll get to attend via the internet, the Wi-Fi connection that you have at your house. And you get to sit with me and do a three-hour workshop putting together your like whole entire vision for 2020, which is going to be amazing. And I did this last year. It was super powerful, very impactful. The people who attended, the moms who attended just couldn't believe what they had accomplished. I'm hearing from them now, like all the things that they accomplished by the end of 2019 because of the goals, intentions, vision that they set at the beginning of 2019 at the 2019 plan and prep pajama party. So if you're interested in joining me, go to shamelessmom.com slash pajama party to get yourself signed up. There's only a couple days left. If you're listening in live time, there's only a few days left to get registered. The plan and prep pajama party is on Sunday, the 12th. So it's coming right up. So again, just go to shamelessmom.com slash pajama party to get yourself set up for that. So, okay. Here's what I want to say about why you need a word in 2019. So the reason you need a word in 2019 is because I want you to have intention around your action steps. 
And what happens when you designate words or words or a theme for a year is that you start to then determine goals and action steps that are in alignment with those words and that your intentions now have a filter and your goals now have a filter through which you can run things. And so if I know, I'll go back to the example of space and grace. So if I know that my words or my phrase for the year involve space and grace, Now, when I go to make a decision about should I do something or should I not do it, I can look at, okay, well, if I'm really trying to be intentional around space and grace this year, if I say yes to this commitment, does that fall, is that in alignment with those words or with that intention or not? And so this is a powerful exercise in creating a filter through which you can make decisions. So for me last year, with my words of courage, growth, and expansion, one of my filters was that I used when making the decision about taking up skiing, which was a big part of last year for me, a big achievement for me, was I wanted to do courageous things in 2019. So when I looked at, should I continue snowboarding, which I suck at, or should I take up skiing, which I was terrified of? Like, should I do that or not? And I was like, oh, wait, but if it is one of my goals to practice courage, if that's one of my intentions and that's one of my words for the year, then I can't say no to skiing just because I'm scared of it because that's not my intention for the year, right? So the second part of this is that it also provides a ton of clarity. So you're looking at this filter through which you can make decisions based on these intentions, and now you have clarity. So I was able to look and be like, oh, okay, great. Obviously, I need to learn how to ski because I'm terrified of it. And also, I said I was going to do things that terrified me this year. So now I have clarity around that, and I'm going to go ahead and do it. And I did it. And it was amazing. It was also hard. It was really scary, but it was really great. I'm so, so, so glad I did something that was a little out of my, it was different than a lot of the other goals I've been setting for myself in recent years. In recent years, so many of my courageous goals had been around business and to set something outside of business was felt extremely uncomfortable. I hadn't set a physical goal in quite a while since Vinny was like one when I did my first half marathon after he was born. And so it felt really good to have a new physical goal and remind myself what it feels like to be scared of what my body can or can't do and what it feels like to achieve something new with my body. Like that is just massive for me. It's That's a big, big one for me. And coming from a background where I did not grow up being athletic at all and really did not trust my body, it's really, really huge for me to have those experiences and those opportunities for growth and then have those accomplishments as well. Another reason you need a word for the year is to have focus, 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 focus. So I want you to really think about, especially as we kick off a new decade, you're going to see a lot of things online about like a 10-year plan. And while I don't think that's a bad idea, sometimes we get it gets a little murky in terms of what we need to focus on right now versus like, what are we doing for the long haul? And we really need to pare down, okay, if in 10 years I want XYZ to happen or in five years I want XYZ to happen, what do I need to be doing right now? And so when you have these words or phrases that are an intention for this year specifically, it really allows you to focus on a few specific, necessary, important, significant things and also 
decide to not focus on some other things. And so it allows you to be kind of exclusive around where do you want to focus your attention? And so if I'm going to focus my attention really intentionally on two or three things, then that means I'm not going to worry about some of this other stuff. And I have to do this all the time. I frequently have to make choices around like, okay, I'm choosing to focus on accomplishment and achievement in this area of my life, which means that I'm not so much focusing over on this other thing. And so again, back to this idea of like, I'm going to say yes to one thing. And that means I'm saying no to a few other things for right now. And that's okay. We don't need to say yes to all the things all the time, right? We say yes to a few important things. And that means no to a whole bunch of other stuff. But we need, again, that filter around intention and that clarity around what we're doing. And so that's going to allow us to have that focus. And then the last piece around why you need to have a word or words for the year is manifestation. And this is something that, again, I used to think was so cheesy. And I still sometimes get annoyed with people who hold manifestation really lightly or lean a little, either they hold it really lightly or they lean on it too heavily. But I think there is definitely some power in conscious thought and conscious action and conscious beliefs around what we want to make happen and what we believe we can make happen. And so I think that when we choose words conscientiously, that we do then manifest things because we have made a conscientious commitment to something. And so oftentimes that manifestation is subconscious, but it's because we made a conscientious thought, choice, decision around something else, that then we make subconscious choices that uphold that or that stay in line with those values. And so an example of this would be putting something on a vision board, which again, some people might think is a little woo-woo, but you put something on a vision board and then it ends up happening a few years later, even if you haven't looked back at that vision board in that, that time span. And so you made a conscientious thought, I'm going to put this thing up on my vision board I'm going to not even look at it again. And then I'm going to pull the vision board out of the closet when I go to do some spring cleaning and see, oh my gosh, all these things have actually happened. Or this one picture that I didn't even remember putting up here, I've, I've created that. And we hear people talk about this where they're like, oh my gosh, I put a picture of like a remodeled kitchen or a, a, some sort of you know amazing vacation on a vision board, put it away in a closet, totally forgot about it. And then went and looked at it years later and realized, holy cow, like I went on that vacation or I remodeled my kitchen and it looks exactly like that, even though I didn't have any memory of cutting out this picture. So manifestation, I think, can be really powerful and allow us and picking words can allow us to manifest the things that we really want to manifest. And so like I know that I manifested more courage, growth and expansion in 2019 because I chose those words and I was subconsciously making decisions in alignment with those words because I sat down and spent some time with them. So they were in my conscientious mind. So then as I made subconscious decisions throughout the year, that was getting tapped into. I know that might seem like a stretch for some of you. So just trust, trust. Okay. I've played with this stuff a lot and I've been someone who does not believe in these kinds of things a lot. So trust if you're like, whatever, this is super woo woo and I'm not even in, I just want you to try it. Like there's nothing, you have nothing to lose in in picking a few words and seeing what happens. And at the very least, you're going to have a little bit of focus, guidance, clarity, intention for the year. And that's not going to hurt anything. Right. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, 
a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy The Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of The Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy. Okay, so what do we do? How do you pick your words for the year? So the first thing is that I want you to look back before you look forward. And the reason this is important is because you have to recognize your growth from the previous year or maybe the previous handful of years. And what does that require you to need more of? And so I know for me, when I looked at 2018 into 2019, I had to look back and be like, okay, I just sold the gym. Now I've created all the space to go all in on the podcast. And so what does that require of me? That requires massive courage, massive growth, massive expansion. So I had to look back in order to look forward. So now I'm in this place of looking back and looking at 2019, making decisions about 2020 and recognizing here's what happened in 2019. I grew my community. I have a membership community in Momentum Mamas. I added a mastermind community in Tenacious Mamas. I added a live event for Shameless MomCon. And I also grew my team. So now I have five, six people on my team, six people if I count my husband who does a lot of my design work. So I have this big, huge team. What does that mean that I need more of in 2020? Because when I look at the growth from 2019, now I can see, okay, here's what I need moving forward. But I can't know what I need if I don't look back to see how far I've come. So you have to look back to see how far you've come in order to look forward and recognize, oh, these are the things that I need. And so for me, again, from after 2018, I recognized that my growth from 2018, from releasing one business and going all in on another one, required growth, courage, and expansion. And so I needed the courage to try new things with the Shameless Mom Academy. I needed the courage to learn how to ski. I needed growth and expansion in terms of building a bigger vision, in terms of building a team, in terms of booking speaking gigs, which I was able to do last year, in terms of expanding my identity in new ways, in terms of like really building my entire identity, professional identity around this community, instead of like, I'm a gym owner or a gym owner and a podcaster. Or like, I mean, forever I was a gym owner and a podcaster, which 
felt like very multidimensional. When I would meet someone new, I'm like, well, I own a gym and I also have a podcast for moms. And like, it was very hard to integrate that into one conversation. So I was like really shifting that identity to be full-time in, I have a podcast for moms. And not only do I have a podcast for moms, but I serve these women in my community in all these different ways and really stepping into that identity in terms of being the visionary and the leader of all of that and the CEO of the company that holds the Shameless Mom Academy. The next thing you need to look at when you pick your words is what do you need more of? What do you need or want less of? Because this is going to help you determine your words. So when you think of what you need more of, and this is often the words that we end up settling with or eagerly embracing, I shouldn't say settle, the words we end up eagerly embracing, we look at what we want more of. So more ease, more space, more energy, more motivation, more courage, more peace, more confidence, more discipline, more focus. What do we need less of? Less hesitation, less doubt, less negative self-talk, being reactive, less crankiness, less impatience, less like think of any feeling words that you want less of, less resentment, less anger, less regret. When you think of what you want more of and what you want less of, you start to get that clarity around, oh, these are the things I want to focus on this year. And that makes a big difference in terms of picking words. I'm going to give you some ideas. I'm going to do a little brain dump for you of list of words in a minute. So just hang tight for that because I know some of these words are probably really resonating with you. The next thing I want you to think about is what are your goals for the year and how do you want to feel or stay aligned as you go for those goals? So I know for me, when I picked space and grace and when I picked ease, it was really important to me to reach certain goals, but also I didn't want it to be at the expense of time with my family or at the expense of my sanity, which I know sometimes I get really anxious when I set high goals and I lose track of a lot of things because I'm pushing so hard to get to them and I get so caught up in my head around meeting a goal. And so how do you want to feel and how do you want to stay aligned as you work toward those goals? So having a general idea of the goals you want to work on this year is also going to really help you decide what are the words or what is the theme words you want to choose to hold on to this year. And then looking at what does alignment mean for you? And so for me, alignment, which I just alluded to, Alignment means reaching certain goals without compromising certain things. I'm going to say that again. Reaching certain goals without compromising certain things. And so for me, like I want to grow the Shameless Mom Academy to a certain level, but I'm also not willing to compromise certain things. Like I don't want to work on the weekends or I don't want to sacrifice family time in the evening. I cannot work after I put Vinny to bed. Like I am not someone who's going to be like, I'm going to work while he's in school and then put him to bed and then go back and get on the computer for two hours. So I know for me that I have to be able to reach goals without certain compromises. That's really, really important. Another piece of like quality of marriage. Another piece is trading time for money. So I'm really conscientious around not building a business where I'm being paid hourly for something, which I had in my personal training business early on, where I only made money if I was at a gym with a client. And I don't want a business model like that anymore. So I want to reach certain goals. So let's say, you know, if I have a certain revenue goal, I'm willing to do certain things to reach that goal, but I'm also not willing to do certain things. So things I'm going to say yes to, there's things I'm going to say no to. I know in 2020 for me, I'm taking fewer and fewer one-on-one coaching clients. 
So I do have a handful of business coaching clients that I work with on a quarterly basis, and I'm making that number smaller in 2020 because I know that I don't have a ton of bandwidth to do one-on-one coaching anymore because I'm doing other things in bigger, more impactful ways in terms of working with groups. And so, by the way, if you're interested in one-on-one coaching in 2020, shoot me an email at info at shamelessmom.com because you'll want to get on. I have a wait list for that and you'll want to get on the wait list. I already have people reaching out to me. So I'm just putting everyone on wait list for right now before I see how many people I can take on a quarterly basis. But that's an aside. So the next piece of picking your words, words, themes for 2020 would be to give yourself space and grace to reflect and try on different words. So the first step of this would really be to come to the pajama party, obviously. So come to the planner prep pajama party. That's going to give you three hours of space and grace where you'll be able to reflect on what you want for the year, what you want more of, what you want less of. And you'll leave that with some really firm ideas around what you want your words to be. I also really firmly believe in trying things on. And I think that there's a big push like starts at the end of December and goes through the first week of the new year to make like all these decisions and commitments really quickly for the year to be like, okay, ready, set, go done. Like we're game on. And I really think you can use the whole month of January to take that space and grace, to give yourself time to reflect, to look back on the last year, to look forward to the new year, to try things on for size, so to speak, to feel like, okay, like do what, you know, does this really resonate? Does it not? I think we need that time and I think we don't give it to ourselves often enough. I think that we want to check boxes so quickly that we don't give ourselves enough time, space, grace to reflect and to really sit with what do I really want? How do I want this to feel? How can I integrate this in a way that is meaningful and feels really good and really lights me up versus it feeling burdensome or heavy or overwhelming or just like one more thing I have to do? So I think that's really, really important. So I want to encourage you to give yourself more than just like, 10 minutes to decide, oh, I don't know. I think I want some more confidence this year. Done. No, like sit with it a little longer. And then lastly, brainstorm and brain dump. I'm a huge fan of brainstorming and brain dumping and just brain dumping a list of words and looking at them and being like, okay, here's 30 words that I like, 30 things that I want more of this year. And then cross off 27, which will be hard by the way, but then the three that are left, you will feel so good about. You will be so lit up by them and you'll feel a strong sense of commitment because you've taken the time to kind of weed through and weed out the stuff that maybe feels like 70% good, but not 100% good. Not 100% in terms of like what you really truly want to prioritize. Okay, so now I want to give you some ideas for words. So you can decide what feels good for you. There's no right or wrong and there's not a right or wrong number. So if you come to the plan and prep pajama party, we're going to do a specific exercise where you will pick three words for the year and you can pick more than that if you want. If you want extra extra ones outside of this exercise, I was talking to a girlfriend the other day. She's like, oh, I like to pick six to nine. I was like, I can't keep track of six to nine. Like they would just all get muddy to me. Like I wouldn't remember any of them, but if that works for you, do it. I know so many people that pick one. So if you want to do one, pick one. I like three because I like the way they integrate together in this particular exercise that we do at the Planet Prep Pajama Party. But you do you, boo. Okay, so here's some ideas. Journey, dream, unstoppable, abundance, rebuild, service, light, bliss, softness, grace, believe or belief, worth, emergence, love that one, cultivate, intuition, 
play, intention, delight. Oh, that's a good one. Determination, faith, present, renewal, transparency, stillness, clarity, sacred, wholehearted, accomplished, stability, loyalty, visible, immerse. I don't know if I said immerse already. Maybe I said it twice. It's a good one. Simplify, steady, tranquil, slow, explore. Let's see. Let me find one. I'm looking at this like huge list right now. Let me find one more. Seek. Ooh, seek is a good one. So if any of those resonated, write them down. And you can just Google like words of the year or feeling words and you will get a ton of ideas. Like there's no shortage of ideas. So those were a few that might really resonate because I definitely want to know what words are going to light you up and lift you up this year. I'm so pumped to be walking into 2020 with you in your ears, holding hands. Like we are taking a walk on the beach together this year for the whole entire year. And I cannot wait to be there with you. So with all that said, happy, happy 2020. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Real truth alert, pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were, but the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience 
and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.